my podcast my first time watching but we made a special little segment just for WandaVision um and so yes I'm joined by my friend Alex hi Alex hello everybody (laughs) I'm Alex (laughs) (laughs) and so um I just thought that there's a lot of like excitement around the show since it's the first like MCU series and I wanted to create like a mini I don't even know what you would call it like just mini-sodes in a way talk about it break it all down and everything but yeah, so um, it just came, so we're recording on, it's Friday, it's almost 5 o'clock, so it came out like midnight last night, so the first two episodes were released, um, well, the first episode was like, what, like 25 minutes? <laughs> 26, yeah. But the credits are like 8 minutes long, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and then um, second episode is like 30-ish minutes? Um. But I just wanted to, like, talk about the plot and just, like, a bunch of different things, Easter eggs, um, production, just a little bit of everything, just so people who have watched it kind of get their mind, like, I don't know, bubbling with some ideas and some theories. And if you haven't watched it and you're listening to this, please don't go any forward because this is all spoilers. And spoilers of, like, future of the comics, too. So if you don't want any of that spoiled, don't listen <laughs> to any of this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about, do you want to talk about, like, the inspiration? Like, obviously, this is, like, a, a very, like, 50s, 60s sitcom-inspired era show. So, which ones do you think, like, have been, inspired, were, like, the influence for it? Uh, definitely, I think they, they, like, the Lucy show, I Love Lucy, and the Dick Van Dyke show, mm-hmm. which is something, I mean, even if we're gonna, like, guess what's gonna happen, what can you guess like it's so different it's so it's not the normal marvel that they usually do yeah um it's just and they did it really well the Mm -hmm. sitcom the writing it was really funny and it was for me what i loved seeing about it is the inclusion Mm -hmm. of you know the diversity of the characters because yeah you know in the 50s you didn't have that Mm -hmm. at all (laughs) so seeing just a modern take on these sitcoms was really refreshing, really inspiring. Yeah, and really important. I feel like furthering into like just television in general, like we're like tired of seeing like the lack of diversity and everything. And so I think especially for like such a big, I guess, company as Marvel and Disney, like they've always kind of like lacked in that department. So they're kind of growing slowly. So it's cool to see that they're actually taking like they're they're emphasizing on that and like realizing like though this is really important to have this diversity and this because like got to represent everybody that actually exists not in your like little fictional world you know <laughs> like yeah yes people. but yeah even the comics were very diverse mm-hmm. and yeah. our movies are not yeah. so it's it's inspiring because now I mean you know my little sister is watching it and she she can be like oh I can do that too or like there is this fictional world that I can exist in. Yeah. Hopefully magic is real. But. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I love the I love the intro and like the like the in the music, like the theme song is so cute too and just very um like bewitched. 
and like the animation and like the thing. Yes. Like I'm glad that they're taking that route because you just have never seen it like its modern take on it, I guess. Um just mm-hmm. Like, the, yeah, everything about it was just so cool, like, the introduction and, like, their little, like, when they're going through the door and then Vision goes through the door, but then he leaves her outside the door because he doesn't, like, fade oh, yes. through. And, like, just, it's so quirky like that. Um, and just, like, the design, the overall production of the show, incredible. Amazing. And it's not cheesy. And it's because it's Disney. Mm-hmm. You know, they have the money. Yeah. So, And I heard that this is the most expensive um TV show I think they spent like I don't want to get the numbers wrong but it is the most expensive TV show to date yeah so that's wow it's like it showed yeah I like the costumes like everyone's costumes looks incredible um it just very much like if you place it in like a timeline that it would exactly match like I Love Lucy and all of those shows and I didn't like I think for like me, I, d- I wasn't bothered by like the black and white. I don't know if that was anything that people would have been bothered by. Um, I was just watching and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I don't think I've actually fully watched something that was black and white other than like a few movies, mm-hmm. but seeing it like that. And then at the last, at the end of the second episode, seeing how it gets all colorized, I'm like, oh shoot, like I forgot. Like I didn't even, it, like you kind of forget that it's all in black and white until then. Because they, I think they add, um, I feel that they add a lot of color in the sense of their writing, the dialogue, you know, like the details, the aesthetics of everything. Yeah. Which is just next level how everything was floating their powers. Yeah. It's just like, for me, like I love the 50s. I love old cinema, but I also love superheroes. I love magic, love like action. So seeing the two worlds come together, it's just like, it's such a dream. And I think everybody's excited about like this whole new, it's just completely a whole new world. They they stepped it up. I mean, like, not that they stepped it up. They're amazing. Marvel's amazing. But it's just like, who knew? It's like so such a weird idea, like to have like mixed not weird in a bad but like a weird in a like a great way, like mixing those two different very like big dynamics and then mm-hmm. mis- like smishing them together and it working so well. Like based on the first two episodes, I'd say it's working pretty well. It's super fun and like wacky. Um, but it's cool to see that there because I've always felt like like I've been because our age was like the age of Marvel, like when the movie started coming out, we were like growing up with them. And so for a while there though I was like worried because it felt like um like there weren't risking anything like there weren't big risks being taken like a a lot of like the like the movies felt safe and so like to have something Mm -hmm. like this where it's like they're taking a big risk into like doing this whole like time travel whatever mush thing because not it's not going to be like something a concept that people are automatically going to be like attracted by if they're so used to like you know like the static motion of all the rest of the marvel movies i guess up until like endgame and like infinity war but before that like it was pretty like not generic in a good way because I love these movies but it's cool to see that they're risking it to like try for something completely different and I think it's worth it it's going to be way worth it yeah and we were getting a little too comfortable and very Mm -hmm. spoiled yeah in the sense that there's just these epic scenes and this like you know the typical dialogue like you know what Captain America would say and like 
Tony yeah. Stark. He's so funny. You know, just we already knew. So yeah. I think what they're giving us and what's exciting for like future filmmakers and writers is character development. Yeah. I don't know if you saw Lovecraft Town. Yeah, yeah, I love that one. It's so good. It's so like this whole, these mythical worlds and like reality, how they're just being morphed together. It's just, it's exciting. And just the the writing Mm -hmm. of Lovecraft Country was phenomenal. Yeah. That Disney coming out of their comfort zone and with the money that they have is just going to be really exciting. Yeah. So I think it's going to be, and then like coming up too is like, um, what is it? Winter, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier and like, a, mm-hmm. I can't think of like Black Widow's coming up. Like it was supposed to come out a while ago, but they have so many things lined up for phase. That's technically phase four. And so we have like the Spider-Man movie, which is going to have, it's going to be freaking wild. And then we have um, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, which is going to have Scarlet Witch in it. And mm-hmm. so it's just going to be like this mix, like this this show is setting up all of that. Like this, it's crazy to think that this show is like the foundation for phase four because of what happens in this show, like the effects are going to be in, in like in the rest of the films, which I think is so exciting. Cause you're like, okay, right now, like first two episodes. Okay. It's getting kind of weird. And at the end, you're like, shoot, some, the ball's going to drop soon. And then like, everything's going to go crazy. And so I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. About that. Um, but yeah, let's get into the plot. I'll like do like a general plot and then we can discuss the episode. I'll, I'll do the plot and the cast and then we can get into the episodes. Like like we can just talk about the first two. So basic plot, um, according to IMDb, is blends of the style of classic sitcoms with the MCU in which Wanda Maximoff envisioned two super um, superpowered beings living in their ideal suburban like lives begin to suspect that everything is not what it, it seems. And the creator is Jackson Schaefer. And then our main cast um, for WandaVision is Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch, Paul Bettany as Vision, Randall Park as Agent Jimmy Woo, who we haven't seen yet. We might have heard him, not sure. Um, Kat Dennings as Darcy Lewis. And Kat, Kat Dennings as Darcy Lewis, so she's from the Thor movies. And I think she's working with S.W.O.R.D., which we'll get into later. <laughs> then Tiana Paris as, so her name in the show is, she's Monica Rambeau. But in the episode, her name's different, and it's kind of interesting because it seems like um, like she kind of has to think about her name for a sec, and so I can't tell if she's, like, in on it or um, or if, like, she know Like, I want to know, like, what her deal is. Um, so her name is Geraldine, but she's actually Monica Rambeau, who is... Who's, who is, um, what's her name from Captain Marvel? Her daughter is, um, I'm trying to think. I know this. I had it in my notes. So if you watch Captain Marvel, um, so her, Captain Marvel, um, Carol Danvers' best friend, her, so it's her daughter that's in, um, that's in this. Um, so she's Maria Rambo, and then her daughter is Monica Rambo. And so it's cool to see that I think that she's working for S.W.O.R.D. So that's something that'll probably come up later. So yeah, the cast, um, Tiana Paris, Monica Rambeau, Catherine Han as Agnes, really cool, because I think she's someone else. But, okay, let's talk about the first episode. What were your initial thoughts? The 
um, for the first one. I thought like the quirkiness was the wackiness of the sitcom and the writing was, it wasn't cheesy. Mm -hmm. It was just perfectly like perfectly written. Yeah. Um, but the way that Kitty, mm -hmm. <laughs> the way she started, the way they kind of act, like they're so in this perfect world and then just suddenly they're kind of like, you know, doing weird things like stop it, stop it. Mm -hmm. Just like they consciously or like they subconsciously know Something's going on. Yeah, that something's wrong. And they it, the feel of that is what's interesting. Like, just what keeps you on your, your toes. Like, you're just like, What's something. On? And did you like, and I love the um the advertisements in the middle of them. Yeah, they're really the cool. And that was I think it's cool to see the production in those, like, commercials, too. Like, um, mm -hmm. like it was so cool to see like the Stark making the toast like the toaster but when you start I don't know if you realize but when when the guy pressed the button for the toaster it the sound it made was like the same sound as Tony's like blaster the one that he has on his hand um it was like the same sound as his Tony mm -hmm. Stark suit and then the second advertisement was for that watch but it said a Hydra on it and it was called Strucker Mm -hmm. And then, um, which is kind of crazy because in Age of Ultron, you realize that some, his name is Von Strucker. I can't, sorry, people, I can't remember everything, but um, he, he's a guy who in Age of Ultron experimented on Wanda and uh, Petro Maximoff. So it's like little things like that. So then that's how I'm confused. I'm like, okay, like, what are we watching? Because that, that happens in the, it happens in, it happened in the present, but we're in, like, in the past. Like, so, how far into the past? are they taking us mm -hmm. but that's what that's what got me thinking was the stark and when i saw the second episode and i was like oh another stark advertisement but then it said hydra the first episode it was just it was too short too but like i said they were <laughs> yeah it was way too short but i guess they had to do the introduction mm -hmm. of yeah um the first like so the episode imdb it's like first it's like summary is a um, like the main essence of the story is like they, he has a dinner with his boss and his wife, but they, but they don't really, Swandi doesn't really realize it until she shows, like they show up because she thinks mm -hmm. the heart is their anniversary. It's like funny. such a funny little like thing, like a quirk thing. And mm -hmm. she's like all dressed up and then she like covers his eyes and then it's not him. Um, that was like, that was really funny, but the whole essence, I guess, of the story is that they're struggling to conceal their powers from their guest. So Wanda, like, they don't know what, like, a domestic life is. And um, they're trying to figure out, like, okay, so they don't have a dinner prepared and everything. And so they're, like, scrambling in the back. And then Agnes comes to help and brings her a bunch of food. But then she messes all up all of that, too. And it's a lot of, like, back and forth trying to, like, keep the hosts entertained while they try to figure out, like, how to get this dinner going. But it really, um, but it's really about that those last few minutes of the episode, really, because we're trying to figure out, okay, something's going on here. There's little glitches here and there of like certain things and people start acting weird, but it really, I think it really hones in on it at the end when they're at the dinner table and it's Mrs. Hart. Like they all just like, I just didn't like how like interrogating and invasive they were with all their questions. Like even if like, is this a trope of like actual like 1950s, 60s family? Cause it was like so like bombarding of like, where's your, like where no kids, blah, blah, blah. Where'd you come from? All this stuff. But 
it's really interesting how they set up that scene because they're just sitting there finally gonna eat and then it's um it's kitty it's kitty from um that 70s show uh and so so deborah Jo rep and so she's like asking them okay so where where'd you guys come from like um like where how many kids do you have why did you come here and the shots of that we were talking about it like the shots of like the like the close-ups of their faces during that is so eerie because like she looks like she's about to crack or something when she what does she say when when Mr. Hart starts choking like at the peak of like the ten the intensity of all the questions he starts choking and she's just like staring but I was smiling and she's like stop it stop it but I was thinking because at first when I first watched it I was like oh she's staring at her husband but at at a different angle it looks like she's staring at Wanda and so I was, like, trying to figure it out because it looks like she's telling her, stop it, stop it. I don't know if it's, like, real like a, or it's just a theory, but it's really interesting because she looks like she's – how would you even explain her expression? Like, she wants to, like, crack or something. Like, she looks crazy. I think you said the perfect word for it is the glitches. Mm-hmm. Their characters totally glitch. Um, and then that's something erratic will happen like that. Yeah. which makes you think and wonder that's what starts you know picking at your brain like what the heck is happening and all these little clues and that's what's very exciting about the show is that you're kind of like they don't give you anything mm-hmm. really you know it's just perfectly the clues are perfectly entailed and you know that's what's that's what's exciting is that we don't know anything yeah unless you've read the comics and you just yeah and yeah. that's another story <laughs> really yeah it was really cool to see that and I was like okay this is so much like Truman show especially at the end when it pans out when they leave and mm-hmm. then you see the guy he has this like journal he's like writing something but he's watching like WandaVision like on a screen but before that too when when Mr. Hart is choking and then Vision saves him and like you know like phases through him to get the whatever he choked on I think it was a strawberry but then they get up, they look at the time, and they're like, okay, it's time to leave. And it's just so weird, because I'm like, okay, this guy just phased into you, took out a strawberry out of your throat, and you're not going to ask any questions? And so that's what makes me feel like they know, like, they're a part of it. And so they know not to, like, ask questions or, you know, like, it was really... And it makes you wonder why they chose these certain people in it. Mm-hmm. Like, why Mr. Hart, his boss, and why is Monica in it but she knows she's not Monica like she knows she's not the character's name that she said she knows she's Monica like it's just why these certain characters Mm -hmm. why why yeah and then so after that they yeah so they go back on the couch and then she like she makes them like rings materializes rings for them and they're on the couch but it's like so weird because like they don't talk about what just happened and so that's what makes me feel like I think Scarlet Witch, Wanda, has, and we'll see it in the second episode, has some control about this environment she's in, but we don't know how much control exactly she has, because she, like, she'll snap in and out, and then it's kind of like, so does she know that she's in, like, this, like, in that, like, this fabricated reality? And, like, who, mm-hmm. how many, how much of it is she controlling, and how much of it is, like, this, like, the watchers are controlling? Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I don't know if it's Hydra's symbol, but do oh. you keep seeing the symbol? Is it Hydra? Yeah, so it's sword. And so um, 
sword is like shield, but for like aliens, technically. And so it's um, the acronym is Sentient Weapon Observation Response Division. And so in the comics, they're kind of just um, they're a counterterrorism intelligence agency. That's kind of that's basically the space version of Sword. And but we see that logo everywhere, especially in the mm-hmm. second episode. But in the first episode, you do see it on that guy's journal, where he's when he's watching um, when he's watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting because in the one of the trailers, you see like this huge facility. When they get into like the real world, like you see like where Darcy is and um, and those those other characters. And so I think that's like the sword facility. So I think they're the ones who are kind of controlling the universe in a way yeah and so um you think vision's alive i don't know that's the thing like i i really want vision to be alive because i love him um but it makes me i know that's based on house of m and we'll get into that like towards the end but she fabricates a lot of it but i think that she i i just kind of feel like it would be cool to see her like take vision from an alternate reality, take that, I like that vision. Like you know, Loki is like jumping through all these like times, and like so there's multiple versions of the same character technically, and so I can see like her pulling vision out from somewhere else, and then that's him, you know. But I, but I'll, I'll she can also just. I feel like what's most likely going to be happening is that she like imagined it all, you know? I think she, I, that's how it feels. Yeah. That she's imagining and then the snaps of like, cause she glitches too. Like yeah. she just has these moments where she's just like. Mm. And people around her are kind of being weird too. Um, but yeah, so let's get into the second episode. This one has a lot more of clues and stuff. Um, what did you think about the second episode? Second one. Um, this one was definitely an ode to Bewitched, the intro, mm-hmm. the cartoon. Um, and I think this one we get to see her more. And I think when we heard her, um, the alliance between her and Monica. Yeah. Right away yeah. when they're at the little thing. And then um, the, what's his name? Which you said his name, but I think we heard his voice. Oh, um, it's Randall, Randall's character. Um, real life, what's his real name? Um, he's a guy, so he was an Ant-Man. Um, Jimmy Woo. So he's an mm-hmm. ant he's the one who watches Ant-Man, but it's cool to see that he's on this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Oh, um, so I think that's his voice. Um, I just, this one was more, like, eerie. Yeah. And seeing how, I think the ending was more, I mean, it was just a story, and then the ending we see, like, in the middle, we see the helicopter color, mm-hmm. in color. So was that kind of, like, someone sending her a message? Mm-hmm. And because then, at the end, she turns everything into color. Yeah. And then she started. All magical and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think the... So for episode two, they're, yeah, the, like it's transitioning from like a Dick Van Dyke to Bewitched. And for mm-hmm. sure, it's like all Bewitched homages. But, um, 
And I forget, like, it didn't, it took me the second watch, and I'm like, wait, this is a different house. Like, every yeah. time they jump, it's a different house, because then I saw in, like, the trailer, when they get into the 70s, it's like a Brady Bunch house. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even realize, I'm like, they're, she's, so it's a new house, but it's like, she's going along with this? I have so many questions about that. Um, and then, so this, this one's interesting, because we open up, and Vision's scared of, like, a noise he hears outside, they hear, like, a bang outside. And they go, and he opens, she opens a window, and then she sees that it's just, like, the, like the, the trees kind of just hitting on the window. But then that's important for later when they go back outside at the end. But this episode's really interesting because, like, they're, the main, like, kind of premise is, like, they have to prep for this magic show for the children, which is a weird thing that they keep emphasizing on for the children. And, like, when they have, like, that Stepford Wives meeting, um, where they, um, or they're talking about the whole event and they're kind of just sitting there and they keep repeating like so robotically like for the children and it's so interesting because for me I was gonna ask you think when they mentioned for the children and we see that she's pregnant right away because doesn't she have two sons mm-hmm. do you think this is kind of just setting her up yeah but then again how can she if he's dead or if he's not Mm -hmm. how do they have kids and how does it's like magical I guess I don't know so that's why I think a lot of it is going to be like it's her imagination like none of it was ever real but that's what I was thinking too and I was watching it when they kept emphasizing on four of the children it makes me feel like whatever is controlling her honestly it might not even might not even be sword it can be like I think it might be Mephisto which we can get into next week because that's just too much to get into but that he is controlling him and Ag- Agnes, quote unquote, are con- possibly controlling her, and so I feel like they're kind of influencing her when they say that, like for the children. Because then, when she says it again later, then she decides to magically have ch- to be pregnant, you know. And so I feel like it's all like part of the plan to influence her so she can have the children. Because I think they're going to be a big part of like the whole main end plot of the series. Um, but then we see, so let's go back to the helicopter. So it, it like crashes outside and it's red, it's in full color, and it has a sword logo on it too. And so it keeps popping up, that logo keeps showing up, which is interesting, like, like it's that time and then it's when, um, what's her name, Dottie, when she gets cut on her, her hand? That's when we see the color show up, when the blood is on her hand. So it's so interesting, like, is it when, like, reality's kind of crashing with, like, this fake fabrication? Is, like, when the color shows up is, like, kind of, like, those breaks in, like, the fake reality, kind of? Like, what do you think? That's interesting. I didn't even, I forgot about the blood, but um, that is a, yeah, it could be their, like, the actual reality of whatever's going on mm-hmm. outside of, you know, Wanda's well, who even knows if it's an envisioned, mm-hmm. you know, Wanda's, if they're controlling, but that it makes sense, the reality kicking in. Yeah, and it's kind of spooky. I think that that scene sticks with me a little more than every than most of the episode is, except for the end, is when they have that Stepford Wives meeting, and then, like, she's trying to, like, suck up to Dottie because she wants to be, like, you know, she wants to be, like, a favorite, you know, you know like, I guess that's how it, society worked back then <laughs> with, like, snobby people like that. But it's changed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so at the end, 
she, so she's kind of at, Dottie is, according to Agnes, is like the, like the, um, the key to everything in this town. So you kind of just have to be like, oh, Dottie, thank you, you're the best, whatever, like sucking up to her to kind of forward yourself in this, like, suburban town, which is kind of crazy to think that that was, and that mentality back then. Mm -hmm. Like, all that wasted energy, geez, but that scene is so crazy because she's, like, talking to Dottie, and then I think Dottie's, like, asking Wanda questions when they're just alone, when they're cleaning up, and then she has that little clock radio, and then there's feedback coming back, and it said, like, Wanda, like, who, who did this to you, right? Doing this to you, yeah. Yeah, and so I think me and you are on the same page, and we think we know who that is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? I forget. Keep forgetting. <laughs> Randall Parks. Like a major key. <laughs> I think it's uh, Mr. Wu. But yeah, I didn't think about it till the second time I watched it. I'm like, I don't recognize this voice really. It's not like a main Avenger. Um, but then I was like, okay, I think Randall Parks character might play an important part of like, I don't know, like rescuing her or what, like trying to figure out like what his and Darcy's like, what their, their um, roles are in this. So it kind of leaves you who's helping her, who's control manipulating her. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know the ending. I don't know if we're caught up there, but the freaking and, beekeeper. Yeah, we'll jump into it because yeah, what else are we gonna bring up? That is the magic show in itself. That was something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beek- yeah. So I I guess like before. Before you get the beekeeper, we'll just sum it up. If you watched it, you watched it. Um, they did that cool magic show. She's trying to, like, cover his tracks because he's going crazy because he's, like, drunk because he ate the gum. Because I, I guess I forgot like, he can't eat anything, which is a weird. I guess he's a robot, so he can't. But that was so funny, like, how they animated his stomach, kind of like like the nooks and, like, crannies of everything. Um, and so they – but if we go back to that scene, if you notice – um you so they're doing all these things like um so they're like he's doing his actual like magic like vision stuff and then Wanda's covering the tracks but there's a part where like oh what's the other guy's name he he's like part of like the town committee um norm so it's at the table, it's Norm, and then it's um, Herb, and then Herb is kind of, like, questioning. He sees one of those tricks, and then he kind of, like, huh, like, that's kind of weird, and then Norm is kind of cut, like, he says something to, like, in- to assure Herb that it's okay, like, it's just a trick, and so I feel like um, Norm can also be in on it, because I think there's a few people in, like, the, in this world that are actually in on it, and some that are kind of hypnotized in it. To make, but I think those, like, there's a few people that are trying to keep everything in check to make sure that nobody asks these kind of crazy questions. But, um... Agnes is definitely... Yeah, and we'll get into her. I have a whole thing on this chick, but... Um, let's... Yeah, let's talk about the beekeeper. Um, so they go outside. They Do they hear a noise, or how do they get outside again? At the end. They heard the same noise, and they thought it was a tree. But I think she was, wasn't she like explaining to him what she was seeing? Mm-hmm. She was like about to explain the helicopter and then they hear the noises again, right? Yeah, yeah and then they go outside. And then like that part was just so eerie seeing like the whole um, sewer 
thing mm -hmm. open up and then we see this you would think or well, it didn't show the face at all but it was just you would think it was like some sort of alien or something but it was a beekeeper with a bunch of bees and the bees are like inside and around him and i'm like what the heck is this mm -hmm. oh, he's candy man <laughs> but yeah and and then you, see, you think about that <laughs> and then you see when he comes out on the back he has a sword logo on his suit too and so i'm kind of like okay so maybe he's like he's fixing something or you don't really get your answers because right as Wanda sees that guy she says no and then she rewinds it back and then you're kind of that's where you're like as a viewer you're kind of like okay so how much can she control because she controlled this part because she realized something wasn't right and so is she aware like I just want all the answers mm -hmm. but that's the fun part is like we're not gonna get them yeah. And when you go back, when you rewind it, it, like, she goes, she rewinds it to, like, a few minutes before they go outside. And then she, they bring up the for the children thing again. And then she kind of, like, the pans, like, in and out. And then her world starts colorizing. And then you see that she's pregnant. Which is crazy. Um, But, yeah, that beekeeper, like, it... It really takes you out of it in the best way because you're like watching this and like, okay, this is a, like, this is like fun, whatever. And then you see the beekeeper and she's like, no. And then it gets pretty dark. <laughs> you're, yeah. kind of, um, you're kind of like, okay, holy crap. Like what's going on? And um, this was perfectly, she was, she perfectly cast for I was like, I was really thinking about though, like, okay, Vision still has his like British accent. And so I'm like, where's Wanda's like Sokovian <laughs> or what is mm -hmm. it? She's, yeah, she's Sokovian accent. I was like, okay. But I guess it's um, in this reality, like it'll come back at the end. When, um, but I want to talk about Agnes. Um, so Agnes, a lot of people have been theorizing who she is. And a lot of people believe she's Agatha. So Agatha is a witch in the comics who mentors, um, who mentors Wanda. And so I have like a little background story on her. Um, so Agatha in the comics, she has a lot of history attached to her. A lot of it is with Fantastic Four. She has like a whole history. Um, but she's she's a witch. And so she showed Wanda how perfect her like she is her mentor, and so she showed Wanda how to perfect and advance her powers. Um, so like she's kinda, yeah, she's like her mentor. And then following that, she ends up being burned at the stake. <laughs> um, she's doing this. She was in this battle, like Wanda and Vin were trying to protect her, and these like um, it's called the Salem Seven. They were trying to like attack um, Agatha, and they win, and so they they burn her at the stake, like because she's a witch. But um, since they like failed to protect her, Wanda and Vision were inspired to create their own family. And so Wanda and Vision have a happy life for a while. So being in the, they were in the West Coast Avengers. So during this time in those comics, they um they had children. They had two kids, twins, Tommy and Billy. But then the like the villain of that Avengers comic um storyline is Master Pandemonium, and he kidnaps the kids and absorbs them. He like so he like absorbs them and their power. And then Wanda goes into like this grief, this this shock of like, oh my gosh, my children. And then she, but, but like not intentionally, kind of really, um, she resurrects Agatha. And so Agatha wipes 
but then Agatha wipes Wanda's vision without Wanda realizing it, and so helps her forget about her children, so, like, her pain can go away, and so, because she get, but she goes into such, like, a uncontrollable grief that, uh, that she, it's kind of crazy, so there's a lot of, like, little parts, but I'm just kind of summarizing it, so she, so Wanda, so Wanda gets trained by Agatha continually, and then she, Agatha realizes that Wanda can start alter, altering, altering reality on quantum level, so that's, like, multiverse stuff, so she realizes that she can have that power, because she's, I think Wanda is, like, the most powerful Avenger, mm-hmm. um, but Wanda then, because of that, she gets stronger in her power. She realizes that she, that her mind was life. And then she ends up killing Agatha in Avengers Disassembled. So it's kind of like a crazy storyline. Like, Wanda goes through all this. But, so that's why I believe that she, her grief from losing her brother in the MCU and Vision, she, like, imagines all of this. Kind of. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, she's imagining it all. And I think they're just seeing and pushing her psychologically, mm-hmm. testing how far her psyche can go and what she can create through, you know, this grief or this like yeah. manic illusion. And then they're going to get punished for it are... later. It's going to go crazy. I'm ready. I'm so ready <laughs> for just seeing, seeing, um, just that whole character development that I was um, talking about, just, I think she's, cause they said that it's gonna lead up to Dr. Strange, right? This whole thing. So it's just, this joy ride is just amazing. Just this whole new world. Yeah, exciting. that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be exciting to see like, I, I don't think that, I'm not gonna say that like House of M and like this, also in this storyline, like this whole Agatha thing is going to be like ex- exactly how it's going to play out. I think they're taking a lot of different parts from a lot of different comics and creating a new thing because that's what they do. You know? um, but if we get into like House of M, that's also like a big like, consp- I guess like a theory about like how this show is going to pan out. Um so House of M is like basically an Avengers disaster movie written by Brian Bendis. And so um, it's like an eight issue limited comic book series centering around Wanda Maximoff and her unstable reality warping powers. So I think uh, I'm not sure. So comic people don't like hurt me, but <laughs> I think it might have it, it goes into that from like the Agatha storyline into this because right in this House of M, she's mourning a, like a lot of loss. And so, so we'll talk about it. So who's her dad in the comics? <laughs> no. Magneto, yeah. And I guess they recently changed that. In, like, a more recent comic, they, like, retconned that, which is dumb. I feel like I still think that her dad is Magneto. Um, and so... Yeah. They, um... So, Monda gets taken care of by Professor X, and, um, she's... And Magneto... Um, Because she's, like, facing extreme loss and isolation. And then she's, like, on the brink of going, like, mad. And so they... So this is where, like, the X-Men and Avengers kind of mix in together. And so they combine... Wanda and Professor X combine their abilities to create a new reality where all the X-Men and new Avengers have achieved their heart's desires. 
In this artificial reality, though, Wanda is united with her family, her father Magneto and her brother Quicksilver. And she has two children named William and Thomas, so Billy and, um, Tim, what's his name, Timmy or whatever? Um, is it really B B Tommy and Billy <laughs> with Vision? And so this kind of, like, leads into her, like, whole, like, fake reality in which she believes in because they want to protect her. So we can just see, like, there's a lot of different influences into making this show. So I don't think they'll go directly inspired from the, like, take exact endings from the comics because they don't want to make it too predictable, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, because then, but I heard that. Oh, Kevin Feige? He said exactly what you, you're thinking about, like, that they're just taking, and he said exactly that, like, the influence came from seeing the one comic, and I'm so sorry, comic book fans, <laughs> I will do my homework, <laughs> but where um, Vision does this, the synthetic family reality, you know, um, just to exactly not, we can't predict it, I don't think we're going to predict it, what's yeah. going to happen next, no, it's so yeah, I think, yeah, I hope it's, I think they're smart enough to know that, like, everyone's kind of theorizing around the same thing about, like, House of N and all that, and I think, like, that's, they want that, because then when stuff actually happens, we're kind of, like, in shock, and we're like, we weren't really expecting that. It's the smartest way to go, I think. Um, but yeah, and I guess our next episode, we'll get into Mephisto theories, but one thing to, like, take away from that second episode is when they're at that Stepford Wives meeting, I keep calling it that, and, um... <laughs> Someone says the devil's in the details, and Agnes says that's not the only place he is. And so that's where I feel like she's working with Mephisto. So Mephisto is, I think he is technically um, the pandemonium guy, so he's the one who takes Wanda's children. But he's like a big mm -hmm. bad, and so he's just like a crazy powerful magical dude, so it'll be interesting to see um, if he's going to be like the villain in the Doctor Strange film or in the Spider-Man one coming up too, like he's going to be like a big part of it because he's he yeah he's basically the devil in disguise, and so it'll be cool to see like if he shows up and I don't think he's going to show up looking like the devil it'll be someone else, but mm -hmm. cool. so that's why I feel like he he might be the bigger one in control of all of this. Gosh, how many freaking villains are there? I know, right? He's like I don't think <laughs> I thought that was just done. That it was just him. Um. <laughs> but yeah, there's so much. It, like even in the first two episodes, there's so much. So it's like, what else can we expect in the next like how many episodes? Yeah, and I think um, she's. We're gonna see her as the Scarlet Witch. I think she's. This is just the key. And what Marvel is doing with this is so groundbreaking with the sitcom, with the writing, everything. And, you know, how lucky is Elizabeth Olsen? Ah, oh, she's so lucky. Oh. Yes. I know. Dang. And she's perfect. Like, she is just perfect for this. Yeah. Um, just seeing this groundbreaking, you said it was phase four, right? Mm -hmm. Just the transition, like, it's just, it's going to change everything. But, yeah. I think it's cool to see like what could happen and I think it's a bigger world than just like you know like Endgame was like oh we went to a few planets whatever but this is like going to different realities 
I think this is going to be like mm-hmm. that tipping point for us because you know Doctor Strange multiverse of madness like that's a Wanda <laughs> I think and then the Spider-Man one too like the theories about that and like having I don't know how much of it's actually confirmed but having like Tobey Maguire back and Andrew Garfield like all three Spider-Man together and so I think it all has to deal with it what happens here I didn't like Andrew Garfield I, I didn't care about him I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> no, I think they're like, with, and honestly, they're John Favreau. He is just killing the game. Yeah, he's right now. Star Wars. <laughs> I know. And I just seeing these, like, I think finally we're seeing, um, you know, actual fans. Mm-hmm. being in charge of the stories that yeah. we love so much and we're just seeing like you know just leave it to the fans you know they know what they want they know what we can see what exactly what we want to see exactly. so just seeing his, his little magic hand too yeah. in all this and I think with the diversity that we were talking about I think he has a lot to do with it too yeah well you see we- a Mandalorian cast like very diverse <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I love. I'm talking about all these hunks. I know all these Disney <laughs> Plus hunks. New new sh- segment Disney Plus hunks. This whole world. <laughs> and you know what Marvel reminds me of? Um, you know how they did their um team, like their cast picture, mm-hmm. like all Marvel universe. That kind of reminds me of back then. MGM used to do that with like all of the stars that they had on their lot. Yeah, that's cool. It's just cool being alive in that time. And we're just in the new time. It's just like upgraded to superheroes. Mm -hmm. Which is cool. But yeah, so do you have any like last thoughts about the first two episodes or anything you want to say? Like, yeah, just last points. Do you have Um, Last points. I think the 50s are going to come back. Mm-hmm. Aesthetics. I just, this show is groundbreaking in a lot of different levels. Like, mm-hmm. but I think this show, we're just seeing, we're seeing, we're <laughs> seeing um, just a whole different, as, you know, writers and filmmakers, we're seeing the character development that we've always wanted to see mm-hmm. in, you know, these important roles. And it's just Disney's doing something right. Finally. Finally. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. This show is everything that everybody's saying, you know. And although we did so many practically all spoilers. Yeah. But just um, it is a sight to behold. Yeah. I'm excited for it. It's going to be really good. I'm really excited. And our journey into explaining all of them will be so fun. Mm. It's going to be really fun. And all the doors that are going to open in like this world is going to be crazy. But yeah, thank you for being on here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Um, yes, yeah, so we'll see you guys back here next week and we'll talk about the new episode. Um, if you have any questions about this episode or have any like thing you want us to kind of answer for the next one, just comment on Instagram page. It's my first time watching. Um, just comment on that post I'm going to make and then we'll answer. We'll try to answer those questions or comments or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Super fan by the time. Bye. (laughs) Cool.